Hayem Yem Chof Gimel Menachemov, the 23rd day of the month above. The Chayyiv Tav Fresh Nun Beis Kasher Amur Lomad Imi Sefer Atanya Menavsh Hashenis Bisrael Lichelik Alikamim Al Mamish. In the winter of 1892, when my father, the Rebbe Rashab, was learning with me the book of Tanya. Um, it's an interesting expression, learning with me. You could have said he taught me. He's teaching me Tanya. He learned with me Tanya. Maybe it's a lesson how to learn with somebody. You teach them. You learn with them. But anyways, um, it's, what's interesting about that year is the, Rebbe, the, the previous Rebbe wasn't Bar Mitzvah yet. So he's 12 years old going into his Bar Mitzvah year. So this is the Bar Mitzvah lessons. He's going through the book of Tanya with his father, the Rebbe himself, the Rebbe Rashab, the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe. He's going through Tanya. So he says, they, got up, they were studying the second chapter of Tanya. And it says, the second soul by the Jewish people, by a Jewish individual, is a literal translation, a piece, a portion, a piece of divinity from on high, literally. And he explained to me, his bear, he explained, that the construct, the concept of the word from on high, exalted from above, and the words mamish literally are two opposite words, which don't go together. The, the two, the, the, the literal, the, the translation Especially in Hebrew, the word mamish, which in English means literally, literally comes from the root word of mishush, mamashish biyadayim, the Torah says, of touch, the sense of touch, tangible. That's, that's literally what it translates. So the soul is lofty, ta- tangibly, right? The, the words, uh, and the very, that's what his father told him. He, he didn't just tell him, he explained to me what maimal means, what it means to be on high, to be exalted, to be abstract to be aloof, and then what the word mamish means. And ultimately he explained that that the word mimal is, is an expression which is befitting something which is not just spiritual. Within spirituality, it's spiritual of spiritual. Because ultimately, a lot of spiritual things could, could still be confined and boxed and, 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 and certified with a certain criteria. Right? For example, logical concepts would be a, an example of that. It has where it begins, where it ends. Right? It has its limitations. Um, the word mimal is within spirituality. It's ruchnis, shebe ruchnis. It's spiritual of spirituality. Completely aloof. And the word mamish is the opposite. It's not just that it's tangible, not just that it's physical, meaning that it's relatable. It's relatable in the sense that it's, it's the physical of the physical. The most physical, as physical as it gets. As You can touch it with your hands. You can taste it. You know, if you're little babies, if you, those of you who remember having little babies, everything they see, they eat. And even if they don't want to, even if they're not planning to eat it, by the way, they want to taste it. They put it in their mouth with no intention necessarily to eat it. Right? If there's a danger, they might swallow it. But things that are too big for them to swallow, and they know that it's too big to swallow. 
They don't intend to eat it. They just want to feel it. They want to connect. It's not real until they taste it. Until, until they get a sense of, uh, of what it is. They're trying to figure out, because by the way, they don't have a background, kids. They don't know. So they're trying to figure out what it is. So, so just to look at it is not going to help you. It's like studying a, a planet in outer space. Right? So they have to they explore whatever tools are at their disposal. You stick it in your mouth. Do you feel, is it a food? Is it, a, is it metallic? What's the material made of? What are materials? It's all coming from scratch. But in any event, mamish getting in there, gashmi the most physical, something you could taste, you could smell, you could lick, you could touch. This is called gashmi So how do these two things go together? The, 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 the soul of Israel is a chelik of the mamish. Right? How do these two words go together? The Yivarni explained, this is precisely the greatness. This is the whole point. This is the point the Altareb is making. This is the Maila. This is what we're trying to describe as the second soul of a Jew. That even though, even though it's spiritual, of spirituality, it's the most tangible thing. It could affect and be just as real in the most gashmis, the literal, physical, tangible sense. And I believe the reason for this is because that's what we mean when we say godly. People make a big mistake. They confuse godliness with spiritual. Right? Someone came in here yesterday said, teach me mysticism. Right? The conversation that ensued afterwards is that he doesn't believe in God, doesn't believe in the Torah, right? But however, mysticism. Right? And there's no problem. I appreciate that. This is still going on. This is still happening. <laughs> right? But here's the thing. The, uh, the, uh, so, Ruchnius, um, but here's the thing. Spirituality t- actually doesn't have to do with godliness, per se. Meaning it's a creation just like, there's no, there's no, the physical isn't less connected to God than the spiritual. They're both, and they're both connected and as disconnected. Meaning they're both creations of God. They exist outside of God. They're new creations. You could meet a guru who's, an, who's a pagan idolater, you know, in the Himalayas, right, out there in, the, in Thailand, and, uh, and he's very spiritual, and it's not a joke. The person is disconnected from physical, has no pleasure in this world, hasn't eaten food in like 45 years, right? Very ruchnis, very spiritual, but a pagan idolater, completely disconnected from God, could be an evil person actually. Um, and then of course, you know, the same thing with the physical. So the so what what makes something godly? God and godliness transcends the physical and the spiritual. Which is why the sign of something truly godly is if it can make a shidduch, a marriage, between the physical and spiritual. If there's no contradiction between physical and spiritual, that means you tapped into godliness. Because God transcends both, and therefore, even though they could seem contradictory, but within this realm of God, there's no reason why the two can't get along, why they can't coexist, why they not even coexist, they could become one, they can unify, they could get married to each other. So this is what he says, the whole chiddush, the whole concept of being a Jew, of being an extension, a, a reflection of God in this universe, in this world, is that it's the highest level of spirituality, 
to the lowest level of physicality. Interesting to note that nevertheless, Hasidus and Torah in general puts a great emphasis on being more spiritual. It doesn't just make an emphasis on being godly, doing the right thing. It also makes an emphasis on being spiritual. And the reason for this is because it makes you more of a vessel, more open to God. Yeah. At the end of the day, Ruchnis is not godly, per se. But if a person who's spiritual is actually more open to the reality of God. We asked the Mashpia once many years ago, <clears throat> and when you go to Russia, you see the same shtick that, that the Chassidim do. You see people drinking. You see people dancing with, uh, with their hands over the shoulder in the streets. You see people, they mom, it looks like a Chassidish Fabreng. And if you didn't know that you were dealing with a bunch of Cossacks in the Ukraine, you could have thought that you're sitting mamish with, the, with the, the creme de la creme of Chabad. So, so, so we asked the Mashpia that what's the difference? You guys always make fun of American shtick, you know, the Americanica, chocolatnikers, chocolate, and you get this and that, and you know, and, but you guys are just doing Russian shtick. So we do American shtick and you do Russian shtick. So the Mashpia said, do biskerecht, you're right. But uh, Russian is more, more of a keli telikus. So it's more of, a, more of a vessel, more of a vehicle. It's more, it's more it, it's willing to receive godliness. It's not godly, but it's able, it's a vessel for it. American shtick is not as, uh, is not as open to, to, to the truth of God. I'll conclude, I'll conclude that uh, apparently the Samach Tzedek was studying this line of Tanya for many, many hours. And with the Rebbe Marash, actually. Many, many hours. And he couldn't understand this question, this dilemma. How mima'al mamish, how those two words come together. And eventually he decided after a long, long time, he's going to ask his grandfather, the Alter Rebbe. That grandfather had passed away many, many years earlier, decades earlier. And what did he mean? And he got, uh, um, he got a four-word answer. He decided he's going to ask, and then his, his, his grandfather came to him and told him, Mima'al means Ratsui. Mamish is shuv. That's what I meant, mimal mamish. Which is a concept that mimal means the yearning to go up. And then shuv is that God wants you down here. Doesn't want you to go up. He wants you to be relatable. He wants you to connect. But uh, he was very precise when he wrote those words. You, people could just read it you know, easily. Uh, literally a piece of the divine essence. But the, there's no such thing. Tanya is like the, the written Torah of Chassidus. So these two words are very precise. And of course the lesson is obvious that as Jews... You have to be able to taste it. It has to be something which is as real as, uh, what do I have in front of me? Coca-Cola. Everyone have a great day.